Oh, it's funny the people you meet here at the Living Green Festival. And uh, I'm just running past his tent and it says, Here No Evil Australian Deaf Dog Rescue. Now, as somebody with a fairly serious hearing disability, this has immediately got my attention. I'm talking to Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Rod. How are you doing? And... Uh, <laughs> Deaf Dog Rescue. I have never heard of this before. Please tell me. We are a fairly small rescue. We're nationwide. We've been operating for two years now and we rescue and rehome deaf dogs. So we save dogs from pounds, uh, take surrenders and any other deaf dogs that we come across. And so a lot of dogs are born deaf, so congenital deafness, and then others develop deafness through either medical conditions or age. Um, People see them as potentially a greater challenge. We see them as just regular dogs. We love them and we help find them homes. Well, well they're, they're still dogs and, we, and like you say, we love dogs. Um, but I never thought about dogs being deaf because, I mean, well, I'm well aware of humans going deaf, but uh, how, how often does it happen? How common is it in dogs? It's actually fairly common and you'll find that most deaf dogs are white and it's to do with that recessive colouring in the genes. So the nerve endings in the ears typically have pigment in them. If the recessive gene comes out on top then there's no pigmentation and the nerve endings die off and then you've got a congenital congenitally deaf dog so born deaf so um when they're born deaf they don't know any different they just live their life in silence using their eyes and their nose as as their way of navigating the world uh, I, I can uh, i understand what it, what it would feel like but so it's, it's partly an artefact of the inbreeding of dogs, is what you're saying? It's, yes, so particular breeds have white as a, a potential colour and it's a recessive gene and unfortunately irresponsible breeding, breeding dogs who both have that recessive white gene together, creates a significantly higher chance of, of deaf dogs. And what is it that got you interested in this? Is that you have a personal connection, I can, I can just feel it from you, why, why are you involved? I have been involved in rescue in different capacities for the last decade and then two years Years ago, I adopted a deaf white staffy. She had been dumped on a doorstep with a note saying, we can't sell her, she's deaf. And so she was covered in fleas, an absolute mess. I said, I'll take her. Instant passion for the work. Hear No Evil started up just about a month before I adopted my girl, discovered the rescue and have thrown myself into it. Deaf dogs are amazing. Well, they've got something special about them? Extra personality. They become really attached to their people. They're really focused on facial expressions. So we often laugh and say that we waste words because they can't hear us. But they they pay attention to all your smiles, just your eye movements. They're really, really visually focused. And that connection that you get from someone who's always looking at you, waiting to, to see what you want from them, is, is amazing. People necessarily notice if their dog had a hearing problem? Often not. So a lot of dogs get through a few years of age and then at some point in time there's a really loud noise or someone that's experienced with deaf dogs points out that, oh, that dog can't hear. But because they're so good at navigating through their environment using their nose and their eyes and because they learn to respond. So if you're teaching your dog to sit and you're only using words, they're seeing that same mouth movement over and over again eventually learning that that mouth movement means put my bottom on the ground and so they do that where we obviously communicate with sign language with the dogs but yeah they they're very clever they can can trick you into the thinking they can hear I've studied lip reading a little bit and I'm trying to refine my skills but what you're telling me is that dogs actually lip read to some extent. Yeah, absolutely. So facial expressions, mouth movements, they, they understand it all. So I can, even with my deaf dog at home, don't have to sign to her. If I just stand here and say sit, she'll see exactly what I'm saying. 
her bottom will be on the ground. I, I can't wait to tell my friends in the better hearing community. Now, so when you come across a dog, or, or where do you find these dogs, and then what do you do? So we often get contacted by pounds. So pounds are aware that we take in deaf dogs specifically. So pounds all around Australia, if they're aware that they have a deaf dog in in care who hasn't been picked up by their owner, they'll call us and ask if we can take them in. We have breeders, both registered and responsible, as well as the less responsible backyard breeders, contact us if they have a deaf dog and ask if we can help rehome that dog. And we then put them into a foster home. So we have family environments where the dogs live. We work with them, develop on their training, and then eventually send them out to forever homes. Uh, I, I'm wondering at this point, I can't help uh, speculating, is it such a thing as a hearing aid for a dog? There, there's actually work being done. I'm not, not too well across it, but I have seen some reports that they are looking at something similar to, I think it's the bionic sort of cochlear implant, something similar. They've, they've been trialling it on beagles, as far as I'm aware. So there's talk of it. But then, of course, there's a controversy. Do you really need to be able to hear? What's wrong with <laughs> what's wrong with living your life the way you are? So <laughs> too many questions. <laughs> well, yes, I know that in, some, in the deaf community, the, the cochlear implant has been controversial. But as someone who's losing his hearing at an adult age, I can tell you when the time comes, I'm going to be knocking on the cochlear implant door. Uh, but, but also curious about this uh, genetic component because uh, in my case, the best information I've had is that it might be genetic-related... Um, is, is there much research do you know of in this area? There's there's a limited amount of research that I'm aware of in terms of deafness in dogs. So obviously we know of that recessive link, but there are other breeds like cattle dogs, which are, are clearly not white, but are very highly disposed to becoming deaf. And so they're not quite sure why. They understand there's some kind of genetic link, but they're not sure why cattle dogs in particular are a breed that is commonly deaf. Uh, Michelle, do you think that we should change our attitude to breeding dogs as a result? this kind of defect? Oh, absolutely. And this is where responsible breeders doing the right thing, breeding dogs with known genetic backgrounds and making sure that they're not mixing recessive genes perfect. It's the irresponsible breeders who think that a, a white dog is pretty, a white dog with blue eyes is even better and they make a lot more money. Sadly a lot of our dogs come from regional areas so they're bred for pig hunting and of course a deaf dog is no good for, for something as horrendous as pig hunting. So, well, Michelle it's, it's wonderful to talk to you and if people want to get in contact how do they find you? Easy way to find us is on Facebook so just do a quick search on Hear No Evil Australian Deaf Dog Rescue and all information about what we do is on there and we're certainly more than happy to talk to people about anything to do with deaf dogs. Um, thank you, Michelle. It's wonderful to talk to you and I feel overwhelming urge to give you a hug at this point. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Rod. Really appreciate it.